Welcome to the Trucker's Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, Kate Bings. All right, man. Before we get into anything, we would just want to say a happy Father's Day to all the men out there holding it down and mm-hmm. taking care of your families. Shout out to all the men that didn't pull out for me. Shout out. Shout out. Y'all ain't wearing no condoms. <laughs> they getting that raw pussy. <laughs> I hate y'all. I'm using condoms over here. Hey, man. That's funny. Appreciate you guys, man. Episode 64, correct? Yeah. All right. Because I fucked up on episode 62. I said 63. Yeah. You know, and then then Keith was later was like, hey, man, um, it was 63. I was like, nigga, why did you agree with me during the podcast? He's like, I mean, because, you know. I didn't know. Yeah. You, didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you do this shit enough, you just get kind of fucked up. Anyways, <laughs> speaking of Father's Day, um, once again, thank you to all the fathers out there uh, for, you know, being a leader to your families. Uh, Now, what I've noticed is on Father's Day, there's just... I was wondering if you get... My bad. I was wondering if you get a happy Father's Day to, um, like, from all the girls when you're hitting it from the back and they be calling you daddy. Oh, that'd be crazy. (laughs) No, that's that's, that's happy daddy's day. (laughs) Can you imagine? Hold on a minute. Can you imagine all the girls that went and, you know, they, they took their husbands with them and you know they're and whatever like that, and they went to visit her father, right? And they're yeah. like, "Happy Father's Day!" And it was like, "Happy Father's Day, Daddy!" And then like two hours later, they're like, "Daddy." <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's how somebody's day went. Then can you imagine that they all eat dinner and they'd be like, "Daddy, can you pass me the salt?" And then they both reach for the salt. <laughs> we mentioned that on the podcast before. How the saying "Daddy" during sex is weird. I don't, I don't yeah. not into that. Yeah, that's like some weird i don't know who came up with it. like the male ego is just out of control mm-hmm. if you expect women to call you daddy during sex mm-hmm. that's too much what if somebody didn't like being called daddy but they like being called father oh my god father father oh my god father oh my god <laughs> that would be super weird yeah i'd probably be like call me romeo or something <laughs> you'd be hitting it from the back like oh where for are the romeo <laughs> Romeo, Romeo, where? <laughs> oh, Shakespeare, that <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, uh, for some reason on Father's Day, there's like a bunch of women that get on social media and they will say things about their child's father, about how, you know, you could take all the pictures you want of my kid, but you're never there unless it's Father's Day. Let me be yeah. very clear. Father's Day is about celebrating the men out there who embody the responsibilities of leadership, um, uh, responsibility and things of that nature. It's not about you bashing your child's father, not to mention you made a mutual decision. And he fucked you right in the pussy. And, <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? All I can say is do better next time. You know, do better. Don't don't sit back and trash who you brought uh you brought a child in this world with because it doesn't make any sense i I think in in the grand scheme of it all um it takes two to make a child Mm -hmm. and it's just weird to me how you put all the blame on this guy and he may be lousy i get it he may be lousy but for christ's sake just do better it's this is not what father's day about mother's day people are just Oh my mom, I love my mom. They buying mothers this and that, and and it's just it's way more celebrated. It's fine. I don't man will not exist without woman bringing us into this world 
I get it. Trust me. Yeah. But for some reason, it just they, people kind of dilute Father's Day. One thing I will say about the the lousy fathers or whatever, that person was lousy before you guys had a baby together. Right. He didn't all of a sudden have a baby and start being lousy. Like he was the same person that was probably cheating on you. Right. You know, sliding other women's DMs, um, not taking responsibilities of like simple stuff around the house. Right. And then when he had a baby, he just like was like, I'm cool. I'm out of here. Right. It's the same chick that's like, can you walk the dog? And then you don't walk the dog. If you can't walk the dog, then he ain't going to do nothing with a baby. Yeah. You know, so, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's all there. But see, here's the here's the thing, though. I also know that a lot of people are young when they have children and they're not really using their brain because their brain is still developing. So if you're 19, you have a child by somebody and they're not taking responsibility, you know, then I mean, it's understandable. You have two people who were not ready to be parents. But if you get older and you're like 30 years old, and you're not taking care of your kid, man, you're just a fuck up. Mm-hmm. But even then, don't get your ass. Ladies, don't get your bitter ass on social media complaining about it. Yeah, because here's the worst part. A woman that will get on there and complain about their child's father, the men that they're choosing to deal with in, to, in today's time, these men, you can't, a lot of the men that chicks are dating, they can't, they're choosing men are not that are not going to be role models to their current kids. Yeah. So you bringing dudes around that's getting the pussy and leaving still. So what the fuck are you complaining about? Yeah. And that, you know what? And I don't want to generalize. Maybe some women are giving chances to men and thinking they're going to do something or whatever. Yeah. And, and you could choose to date whomever you like. If you want to date a dude that you're fucking, that's cool too, because you're an adult. Yeah. But eventually, you should start dating for your child, somebody that will mm-hmm. be a some type of role model or someone you can trust around your children. Yeah. If you're not doing that, don't complain about your baby's daddy, because mm-hmm. you're not doing nothing either. That's real. I think um, also that thing, I don't like that um, I'm like gonna tell my mom happy father's day no because she's not a father she's just like a super mom right and vice versa there was a kid at my school he was he it was uh mother's day and he made some cards he made um he made a couple a couple cards just like the little handmade cards with crayons and colored pencils and stuff and then he made an extra one and I was like, he was like, hey, this is for my mom and this is for someone else. And then this is one is for my dad. I was like, wait, why are you making one for your dad? I was like, first of all, you have a mom. Like they're not, they're separated, but you do have a mom. Yeah. And like your dad is not a mom because he's right. your dad. Right. So, like, right. I just didn't really understand it. But I think that the only reason I have a problem with it is because there, there are certain voids that, um, each gender can't feel for for the Thank other you. one. You know what Thank I mean? You. There's there's certain things that a, a man can teach a uh, a son or a daughter that a, a female can't. So right, yeah, that's just my only gripe. It's oh. like just be okay with your mom being like like an overachiever in a sense. Exactly, like they don't have to be both parents. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Another thing too, I think a father is incredibly important because I noticed, and this is going to sound horrible, but I've noticed the chicks that you know. Um, I won't say that are the easiest, but I noticed the chicks that, <laughs> that seem to be the most like mentally, like have the most mental clutter mm-hmm. are women that don't have fathers in the home. Mm-hmm. I think women that have some of the the lowest, not the least self-worth, but tend to a lot of times is not a dad in the house. I think that 
as a man, we have a great responsibility to raise not only our sons, but our daughters. And they need to understand their worth because there are so many women out here that are pandering to men for attention. And I think there's somewhat of a I'm not saying every time, but I think there's a correlation between not having a strong father in a home and a woman who is pandering for attention on social media because there is no way in hell that my daughter, if I had one, would be acting like these motherfucking fitness models or these 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 Instagram models on the Internet, Mm -hmm. because I feel like my, my daughter would have so much to offer besides her looks. There's be so many layers to her, you know, uh, that she wouldn't feel the need to be a, like p- pandering and being half naked on the fucking Internet. Mm-hmm. So fathers have a huge role. And there are certain things that they can't do for girls. Sometimes, a lot of times you may need a strong mother in a home that can tell your daughter things about, you know, developing and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. You know, just like if you have a son, a mother can't always do everything for her son. You know, a mother can't tell her son how to tackle. She ain't never played football. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. Things like that. But it's I just I don't think we should underestimate the responsibilities of a father. That's real. I think we hit it on the head. Definitely, man. And keep pulling out. For all them out there, all the soldiers out there still pulling out. <laughs> keep pulling out. All right, moving I'll on. I've been hearing wild wild conversa- conversations about People still hitting girls raw. That's uh uh uh. I'd be like, this is like that's blasphemy. First of all, pulling out is fake. It's it's all just it's all like, I don't know, man. It's not real. There's no way you're pulling out a pussy, especially when it's good. (laughs) If you got a condom on the first, okay. If you have if you don't have a condom on and you're hitting it raw, and then you about to come, you're not gonna be like, man, this feels so good. Let me pull it out. Mm -hmm. Ain't nobody doing that. Yeah. These dudes must be shooting blanks, or they must have a medical problem if they hitting it raw and not getting girls pregnant. Hey, I don't know. I just know that that shouldn't be happening. No. Yeah. Not at all, man. Fellas, man, put some condoms on, man. Yeah. Cover your shit up. And all the ones that are winning out there, pulling out, tell me your secret. All right, uh, moving <laughs> forward. Kevin Durant. Uh, Kevin Durant, If you for all those who may not know who he is, he is a professional basketball player who plays for the golden state warriors now during the nba finals he was injured he chose to come back in game four correct was it game four? Oh, five. Five. he came back in game five my bad he came back in game five and he injured himself he tore his achilles correct yeah he ruptured he ruptured his achilles um many are saying that you know um you know oh he should have stayed out right but then there are others that were going to say, oh, he should come back. He being soft. See, this is the problem with social media, right? You, you, you got to realize you're not going to please everybody. And Kevin Durant has proven throughout his tenure in the NBA that he is very, very sensitive to criticism on the Internet. Like this guy was arguing with a 15 year old kid on the fucking Internet. Mm-hmm. Like you've made it to the NBA. You shouldn't be arguing with someone who doesn't have any idea how it feels to be in your position. And I think that. Him hearing all these voices is why he came back, and he literally should have stayed out. Mm-hmm. That's just my personal <clears throat> opinion. For me, I don't know what he should have done, or and I'm not going to say what he should have done. The only problem that I have is that there's a bunch of narratives going around about people. Like the the thing about it that I hate about sports analysts and sports commentators is that they give opinions and they act like they're facts. 
Right. There's a so a lot. Right. Yeah. So a lot of them are like Kevin Durant. Um, or the Warriors knew that he was going to tear his um, Achilles if he played again, but they were just milking him to um, to try to win another championship. Or you know, they're saying um, Kevin Durant only started playing because you know he heard. Um, people on the internet saying that he who, who like no one actually knows. No. So the thing with me is like, for me, I'm I'm more so like obviously more so concerned about the player, right? And I'm more so like applauding his effort. He was a a person that essentially laid his body on the line to go help his teammates, and right. all the other stuff is like you know. To me, I don't I can't see why. Like as as far as a business move, um, some people were saying they jeopardized Kevin Durant um, next year because they knew that he was going to leave anyways. Mm, but but yeah. like I don't see why you would even do that because you you also want to uh, sign him again next year, right? But all these stories, you know, depending depending on what you believe already, something can can make sense. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If you already believe that Kevin Durant is leaving, then you could be like, "Oh, this is like some sort of scheme to jeopardize KD's next next year when he goes to the Knicks, and he will be out for you know all this stuff." I right. just I I to me, I feel like um, certain organizations care about their players, right? And the way that Bob Myers reacted. It didn't feel like he wanted Kevin Durant to get injured. That does it just right. doesn't make sense to me. I feel but. you. But here's the thing. Here's the dangerous thing about it is something doesn't have to be true to sound right. So all these narratives that are being brought up, they make they make sense, but doesn't mean that they're not facts. Yeah. So as long as something makes sense and and it's not a fact, they can say it and still sound like it's legitimate. Yeah. Or make it sound like it has validity when it may not at all. Yeah. The reason why I feel he should have not played, it's not based off of just my opinion. It's based off the fact that I watched an NBA champion in Kawhi Leonard take most of the year off last year and come back powerful this year. And he valued his body enough to where I can't say, oh, he, you know, he didn't, he allowed, he didn't allow people to tell him to come back, whatever. I'm sure that he cared about his own well-being enough to not get back on the court. And when he went to Toronto, we seen that play out. Now, with Kevin Durant, I just think it comes down to the individual. Only they know what their body is going through. I don't know what Kevin Durant's feeling. I didn't know what, Ka- what Kawhi Leonard's feeling. All I know is it seemed like Kawhi Leonard had his, his well-being in, as his primary interest. And when he got traded, he still had to uh, like he still had to work just to get on the court yeah. in Toronto. But the way he finished the season was strong. He got a championship. And now I look at KD on the ground, and I was just like, man. Like, I don't think you can compare those two situations. Because Kawhi Leonard was at the beginning of the season. He only yeah. or he only played nine games in a season. Kevin Durant was uh, T-minus two. T-minus two. Yeah, two or three games from the season being over. So he was just battling to get back on the court. But even with Kevin Durant, like he – I think that he genuinely felt like he was okay. He he was dunking in the warm-ups. He was dancing in the hallway. He was crip walking and whatnot. And um, everything everything seemed to be fine. And then <clears throat> it's just it's just it was just yeah. a freak accident. So right. As know. an athlete, you always think you're good though. Yeah. You always want to get on the court. You want to compete. That's what your job is. 
Um, however, I just my only question is I don't know how much the Golden State Warriors knew, so I can't speculate on that. Mm-hmm. If they, if they knew he was a risk in any way or something comes up, then it's going to prove this whole thing wrong. Like all these different things, some things, some of these yeah. uh, things may be correct. We don't know. All I know is is that if you value your well being and you don't feel like you're a hundred percent, then you should sit out. That's the only way I could compare those two. Yeah, he yeah. was only nine games in, and he sat out most pretty much all this the season. I don't think that anyone out there is a hundred percent though. No, I think that what what Steve Kerr said is that they felt like he couldn't do any more to the injury, mm. and it actually happened. So, I mean, that's sign that you know, there's it's it's uh, sports science, I guess. So, there's a lot of unknowns that go along with a lot of these things, and there's a lot of studies done over the years, but sometimes um, it just doesn't work out how you expect it to, but. I don't know. Do you this think there was? I felt bad for him. Yeah, but do you do you think there was a marriage between um, KD saying saying how do you feel? He's like I feel good. I could go, and there was also a marriage between. Well, this is bad, but it's been healing pretty good. So, do you think there could have been a marriage between a mediocre um, job by the Golden State Warriors, basically saying stating instead of saving this player completely? You give him a shot because it doesn't seem like he can injure it anymore. Mm-hmm. And him saying, I'm ready to go instead of just like him being like not clear to play. Um, I don't understand completely what you're saying. Well, I'm saying, <clears throat> is there a marriage between uh, Kevin Durant saying I'm good to go and the Golden State Warriors? Uh, you staff, mean it's like a two sided thing? Yes. So that both come and they have they both have this. Um, yeah, the stance where okay, it's good enough. Yeah, that that's my thing too. I think the 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 biggest point is the biggest argument that's going on with the or that went on. It's not so much a narrative anymore, right? But people were trying to figure out what whether it was the calf or the, it was the Achilles. And you know, some people said they think that his Achilles was partially torn, and some people said that they think. You know, it was it it genuinely was a calf, and then the calf affected the the Achilles. Um, but I don't hear too many people saying that. A lot of doctors, every like most doctors that Stephen A. Smith talked to, said that they're not even they're not in any way, shape, or form related. Mm-hmm. Like if you get a calf strain, that has no effect on the actual Achilles. Mm-hmm. Um, and if that's the case, if these, you know, these doctors, they go to school for like eight, nine, ten years or whatever. And then they actually, uh, you know, they study in these this stuff on a, on a daily basis. So I'll take their word for it. Um, but it could just be the case, just like with Kobe Bryant. Kobe right. Bryant didn't have any injury before he got his Achilles torn. He just made a move and it was it was a simple move like the same thing that Kevin Durant did. So that that's my only problem is that every single other person that tore their Achilles, they had um, it was just it just happened to happen. You know what I mean? Just from all the wear and tear of yeah playing freaking excuse me, um, 15, 16, 18, 19, 20 more games over the course of three seasons in a row. That sort of thing happens. You know yeah, what I mean? Ran down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it 
it just, you know, like to me, it's more so a freak accident. So I don't think that they could have predicted that would happen. I genuinely feel like even if it was a torn Achilles, I don't like slightly torn Achilles. I don't see why you would. I don't. They wouldn't have thrown him out there. That don't even make sense to me. Yeah, and then uh, then Clay Clay messes was his uh, ACL. Yeah, he tore his ACL. It's crazy. And they said, but and people that don't understand is like uh, I think it's the MCL ACL. With, with those, you can run in a straight line, but if you move, it's a lateral, la- movement. yeah, lateral yeah. movement, you'll be fucked. So you got fans like he's good. I don't, he didn't. I didn't see a problem with him. Mm-hmm. I mean, but you're not a doctor. You don't really know. You've mm-hmm. never seen someone that had this injury. I remember Navarro Bowman had an MCL ACL mm-hmm. when he snapped his fucking that. leg. Yeah. And um, he was running sprints. And I was like, after that had happened, like he was healing up. I was like, wow, he looks like he's ready to go. And then uh, after I read more upon it, there was like, no, his lateral movement is a problem. And as a linebacker, you need lateral movement. Like, it wasn't ever the same after that either. Heck no. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, that's terrible, man. But. Uh, in the grand scheme of things, I, I think, I, and you know, optimistically speaking, I think Kevin Durant's going to be okay. Yeah, um, I mean, he was doing all of that. He dropped eleven points or something yeah. with a torn calf. Yeah, <laughs> so, this shit was. Think oh. he's going to be all right? Yeah, and and I think that all the people. It's crazy. I see all these people on the internet leaving snake emojis. You see that? Uh yeah, it's yeah, terrible, it's been man. Going on leaving for a while. leaving snake emojis on this stuff and calling them soft and. And it's like the person calling you soft can't even get a proper erection on the internet. <laughs> like, come on, man. Like, yeah. there's somebody eating potato chips that fucking got man tits calling you soft. <laughs> I just think, I think the problem with sport, well, well, the problem with fans, not even athletes, is that a lot of them are so incredibly like envious of these players. Oh, you get paid too much. Yeah, you didn't do that. You do this, you do that. Like, hold on a minute. Like, if you've seen what these athletes go through, you know, you would still, some people still say, oh, they're, they're overpaid. They're overpaid. But, man, they they get beat down. Yeah. And they work really hard to get there. Exactly. KD is obviously one of the most naturally gifted people. The ability to do all what he does at seven feet, six, 11, or wherever he, whatever he is, is God given. But you, he's putting, like, he's a basketball junkie. Right, <laughs> like he's one of those guys that probably was in high school where they would be walking around campus with a basketball in his hand, like yeah. wearing a headband and like you know stuff like that. So like he he put the work in, so I, I, you can't be mad at that. I don't I don't see why anyone would be hating on a man that put the work in. I could I could see if he just got there, you know, if he just ended up there, or yeah. I mean, we know certain athletes that were good in high school that was probably lazy didn't really work as hard as you did or any of the other players on the team but those people fizzle out you know you can't make it to the nba without putting in a lot of work because every one of those people on the court is naturally as gifted as you so the only thing that separates you is the work you put in in the offseason the work you put in you know during practice and after practice very true man Mm -hmm. all right well uh kevin durant if you happen to come across this uh podcast uh, which you won't. Um, I, hey, you never know, man. <laughs> we hope you get better, man. And mm-hmm. we hope you brush your hair. Um, please. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Being one of them trolls. <laughs> no, man, I'm sorry. I got love for KD, man. I do. But 
my only criticism is this this guy does not comb his fucking hair. Just comb it for once. Hey, Kevin Durant, this is Keith here. <laughs> I don't care what you do. With your, I don't care what you do with your hair. <laughs> if you want to come to the Lakers, though, that'd be cool. Yeah, man. Come you to and the- LeBron could be like, you know, the hairless wonders. <laughs> 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 Yeah, come to come to LA, Kevin Durant. We'll, we'll get you a real nice comb. <laughs> you comb, comb that travesty on your <laughs> All right, man. I'm fucking around. All right, moving on. Being frugal. Uh a lot of people feel like um being frugal, which you know means being cheap or uh what's another word? Being thrifty, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Um they don't believe that that like like, oh, that doesn't have anything to do with wealth or anything like that. But I do think there's a correlation. I think that if you're frugal, right, regardless of how much money you make, your chances of of having a bigger uh, savings account or whatever is going to be greater. Because it seems like the more money people make, the more they spend because they have access to things now that they didn't before. Yeah. But. The crazy thing about it is, is I, I I fell into the trap before when I first started making more money, I would just start buying like little useless stuff, and then until one day I was just like, you know what? Like I looked at my savings, I was like, bro, I could have saved way more money than this. Yeah, this is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And then you stop buying the little knickknacks and the other things, and then you start noticing like you have a significant a significant savings. You know, when you cut your overhead off and all this other shit, you could really save money. Yeah, And I think it speaks volumes to someone who could legitimately save money because they have not only patience, um, but they have um, they have patience and they have there's another quality. I can't really find the word, but they have those specific qualities that allow them to save their money instead of just blowing it on bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. So um, this idea came came about because we were we were um, Dr. Boyce Watkins. He was talking about Kawhi Leonard, and he just did a you know, a little quick eight minute video um, talking about uh, why he appreciated Kawhi Leonard. And part of it was because I don't know what kind of car it is. I forget what what kind of car is like a Trailblazer, mm-hmm. some you know old nineteen nineties SUV. And when he was on the Spurs, he would drive that to practice. He was driving us that car around. And me, uh, mind you, he was he had already had. At the time, he had like a $90 million contract, probably for three, four, five years or something like that. So he was extremely well off. You know, he was not doing bad at all. Um, but he was still driving that car. <clears throat> and part of it, I'm not sure the psychology behind it. I don't know if we will ever know. But um, that's, you know, that's being frugal. You know what I mean? That's 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 kind of what it takes to to uh, retain your wealth and to also attain wealth. So I don't even know if he th- he thinks about it on that level, but the way that Dr. Boyce was um, explaining it was like, you know, this guy is going to be all right. He's not, because the opposite of that is guys like uh, Antoine Walker or yeah. Terrell Owens or mm-hmm. um, countless other athletes or, you know, lottery winners that spend all of their money and they end up going broke. So, you know, for a guy to be frugal, um, in that aspect, you know, that's that's a, a good thing. But people will laugh at it. You know, I'm sure people was cracking jokes like, bro, spend some money or something like that. But just the, knowing this fact, he's going to like him. He's going to be all right. And, you know, his kids are going to be all right. And generations to come after him, you know, they'll 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 be OK. 
So. Yeah, definitely doing things like that. It could affect your 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 lineage. Like mm-hmm. it, it could affect uh, generations, mm-hmm. especially if you're not blowing stuff and you got ninety million dollar contracts. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You won't be able to blow through that money just by the way you behave. Now, um, I, it could be that maybe he's just not driven by money. Yeah, some people are just aren't. Some people figure like they used to eat noodles in college. And uh, they see noodles in in college every day, and they're like, "Well, I ain't got to eat noodles no more." Like they look at it from that, like, "Well, I could actually eat regular meals now." Yeah, and they don't really think, look at all the other things they can buy and what they can do. Mm-hmm. And it seems like he's really grounded. You know, he he has his, his girlfriend, and mm-hmm. you know, he makes his money. I'm not trying to say who Kawhi Leonard is, but at the same time, he's really quiet too. Yeah, he's, he's not. The typical, I guess, NBA player, you could say. Yeah. Like, he really doesn't want to talk that much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he just, he plays the game. Mm-hmm. Um, he plays it with a lot of effort. Um, but driving that trail, what was it, a trailblazer he had? I think so. I think it he probably, be, yeah. he might have a, a personal relationship with that car. Yeah. It, it might go deeper than that. It yeah. Might, it might just be, it might be because maybe someone close to him helped him purchase that car maybe yeah i think he i think he got it when he was in high school if i'm not mistaken yeah or in college or something like that yeah maybe maybe it's it's maybe it's one of those things where you just don't and i'm sure he has other cars you know but maybe it's just something you don't kick to the curb yeah they said he has a um a porsche also but even even if that is true he probably only has if that's the case he only has two cars and I'm sure there's all kind of other NBA players that got like, they got the Porsche for the weekdays, they got the Lamborghini for Wednesdays, and like, you know, just all kind of crazy stuff. This dude is a woman's dream. I'll tell you why. This guy has no social media, mm-hmm. right? This guy is rich, one of the best players in the NBA. He's quiet. Yeah. <laughs> he don't say nothing. So he oh. said, <laughs> I think they were asking him about social media. Yeah. Um, on uh, Ibaka's like the show, I think yeah, the seen crazy that. like the I don't know what it's, I forget what it's called. Yeah, where he makes those weird meals. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was eating penis pizza. Yeah, but, <laughs> but um, he was like, like I don't need social media. He's like, I I rather be with my family and stuff. But he was like, everything I do is going to be on social media anyways. Right. Which is like he was like when my shoes dropped, they was on social media. So yeah. it's like I don't even like that. Th- for me, that's probably the space that I'm moving towards. Right, like, I, like social media is annoying most of the time. I, but I think with <laughs> us, we have we have legitimate reason to be using it. But if we didn't, then we really didn't. We were, we really wouldn't have a legitimate reason. Like the yeah. podcast is, um, like I think you're right because I think the more uh, the more recognition the podcast gets, and the more people start digging in, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna delete all my social media except for Instagram. I'm not yeah. gonna have Facebook, none of that shit. Yeah, just because it's just clutter. Yeah, I don't need to keep up with clutter. So yeah, it's no point. If we had like a, a, a cult following already, I would probably just delete my Instagram. I probably delete everything, honestly. Yeah, and just just be on the internet. I don't know, man. But you'd be like, how can we reach Keith? We're looking for Keith. We need him to direct to direct, uh, to direct the film. That's what managers are for. Wow, this guy Keith is so full of himself. <laughs> Jeez, <Man>. Louise. <laughs> yeah. Somebody be like, hey, Keith, I've been waiting months to talk to you. <laughs> Go talk to my manager. <laughs> but we have this article. Go talk to my publicist. <laughs> <laughs> K 
Keith, I'm so in love with you. <laughs> Go get the condom. <laughs> Go talk to my penis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Yeah. But right. it's a it's a trip though, like going back to this Kawhi thing. Um, we see people that we know personally that are doing, you know, doing pretty well for themselves. That, right. Um, they're like pro athletes and, you know, you know, have uh a lot of, you know, uh a diverse portfolio, different investments and stuff, and they're living um like I don't know if you could say richer, but they're living from the outside looking in, you would think like if you just put them next to Kawhi, you'd be like, Oh snap, like this person is richer than Kawhi Leonard. Right. When um that's you no know, the farthest thing from the case. Right. You know. But one one thing too is that he 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 only has those two cars from what reports are saying. But he also has a few a few different homes. I think he has a, mm. a house in San Diego and I think he has one in LA. LA. So yeah, he's from you know, LA. definitely investing in um in in uh investing in uh, real estate and stuff like that right exactly like you look at you look at bill gates and you look at how he would fit in society if you look at bill gates somewhere you'd be like this guy is a nerd mm-hmm. like you you would you would assume like this guy can't get any pussy but he's yeah. getting all the pussy <laughs> yeah one thing that i realized when um <laughs> when my cousin got married he got married in beverly hills and to me, I was like, oh, snap, we running through Beverly Hills. We probably going to see all kind of Bentleys and Rolls Royces and Lamborghinis. But it was a complete opposite. It was a bunch of Hondas and mm-hmm. Toyotas and Buicks. Camrys and, like, yeah, Buicks and all kind of just regular cars. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dang, this is crazy. But the houses were, you know, multi-million dollar houses. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can see where their priorities are when it yeah. comes to those things. Yeah, because I think that a person that is extremely wealthy, this is this is a blanket statement, though. So I, I think there's a lot of rich people or just people in general who enjoy the like they want to enjoy the fruits of their labor. So they want to buy these expensive or nice things because they say, hey, if I do nice work, I want to buy nice things. And I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. But then there's some people who make a lot of money and, and they're extremely wealthy and they're like, you know what? It's a car. Why? They both serve the same purpose. Yeah. Why do I have to buy a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar car when I could buy this one for only thirty eight thousand? Yeah, you know, and it gets me from point A to point B, and they both have the same purpose. Just yeah. one looks more flashier than the other. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing: some people aren't flashy; mm-hmm. they just about business. Yeah, Bill Gates does not look like a flashy guy at all. Yeah, in fact, Bill Gates looked like you would see him like. Somewhere at some library somewhere, yeah. Or <laughs> he looked yeah. like a professor at a high school. Uh-huh. Like he does not look like a guy that's worth billions of dollars. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, man. Or he does look like a person. He's just an old white man that looks like a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, it'd be crazy. You know how you know like a like an old white guy is rich. You'll be talking to him. They're like, yeah. Sometimes you got to come out and. uh Got to hop on my plane. We got to head over to... You be like, yeah, nigga, you got a plane? <laughs> <laughs> I'm struggling to make these car payments. You yeah. Pay yeah. Hey, someday you got to come out to my... Gotta, <laughs> you got to come out to my ranch out there. You're like, this nigga got a whole ranch. <laughs> but you, do, you you have something with that, that uh, the flashiness. Mm-hmm. Some people are flashy and some people aren't flashy. So I think that 
that uh that definitely has a a, a factor into it like i i don't Kawhi doesn't really even like attention i think when people right. say he's the greatest basketball player in the nba that probably makes him uncomfortable so for um for him to be you know in jewelry and fancy cars and stuff that's probably like he probably doesn't even want that attention on himself true yeah true i i i could understand that though like i don't you know certain just having that many eyes on you you know imagine driving around town and you got like a bright red ferrari and everybody's like looking at you that would yeah fuck that different for some people if i was really 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 wealthy or very well known and i want to move throughout the city i would just get tinted windows and i get a regular car i get like a honda or i get something older that would have you know Mm -hmm. just drive around the city but if you're driving around in a fucking in a bentley or you're driving around in a a whatever you're driving in a aston martin Mm -hmm. you, you know it's just it's too much attention for me but I'm also not rich. So this is coming from a person that doesn't own a Bentley or a fucking Aston Martin. Yeah. Yeah, man. No, I, I was thinking like you could tell if somebody is rich if you go over their house and then uh, y'all be talking and stuff and all of a sudden a maid pop up. And you're like, oh, this is Consuela. <laughs> Consuela. Yeah. I clean. I clean good. I clean very good. You'd be like, uh, do I clean this or you want to put it in the sink? Oh, Consuela will clean it out. Yeah. You'd be like, what? That's funny. Y'all got a maid? I haven't. Um, <laughs> I don't think I've been over. I have, bro. No, I'm trying to think of like outside, like before I was an adult. Oh, I can't think of like a person. I've been over like people's house that was like extremely wealthy, but yeah, not before I was uh, an adult to where like I didn't really understand like, oh, snap, these people are really rich. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be crazy if it was like a real life Consuela. <laughs> I clean. <laughs> you seen the uh, the Family Guy where she had the lemon pledge? Nah. She's like more lemon pledge. <laughs> <laughs> that show crazy. That's funny. All right. Uh, moving on. Uh, Toronto. The Toronto Raptors president uh, Masai Ujiri. Uh, after it was after the finals win, correct? Yeah. And after he after basically after the uh, Toronto won the finals, um, Masai came down from the press box. I believe he was in. He went on to the court. But however, um, uh, police and sheriffs, their job is to keep people away from the players. So Masai came down and he was confronted by a sheriff who said, hey, hey, you know, what are you doing? You can't come on the court. And Masai, being that he is the president, maybe I'm not saying he did. But maybe he assumed like, "Hey, I'm the president. Like, you know, why don't, how don't you? Why don't you know who I am?" Yeah. But he kept storming the court, and the sheriff held him back. Like, who the fuck is this guy? He said, "Show me your badge. I need to see your badge." And uh, Masai didn't show him the badge. He just proceeded to storm the court, and then he pushed the sheriff all in the face. And the sheriff was like, "What the fuck?" That video of that? Yeah, it was on ESPN. Oh, I didn't see the video. Yeah, you get a chance to look it up. But it, it but it's. It's not like the full thing, but they see, mm-hmm. some people are like, who looks like the aggressor? But the bottom line is this. It was the sheriff's job to protect the players, right? Masai was coming down. Emotions are high. His, his, you know, his team just won the fucking NBA finals. But, but that was also like, I can see where you can say like, oh, emotions are running high. Mm-hmm. But that was also, it wasn't directly after they won. Right, like some time you have, there had to be enough time for him to walk down out right. of the press box or wherever he was watching the game from. So, through that time, you should be able to compose yourself. 
Right. It's not like he was sitting on a sideline and then he just ran onto the court. It was mm. like, yo, I, I got time to think about this. Like, I got time to think about the $10 million the Wizards just offered me and I'm going to walk down to the court. And, yeah. Like, Some people got a full tank of emotions, man. Yeah. Maybe his tank was full. Either way, I still feel like that was enough time to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To kind of compose your thoughts a little bit. Yeah. Possibly. I mean, hey, two things could be true. And that that's definitely one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I mean, he tried to storm the court. The court, the sheriff stopped him. Uh, they said they said that he assaulted uh, the sheriff by pushing him in the face. Mm-hmm. Um, they've issued a couple statements about it. Mm-hmm. Um, also, uh, since he's from Canada, he's from a completely different country, so I guess it's still in the works. Like they're still hashing it out. Mm-hmm. But like honestly, I don't think anything's gonna happen. Yeah, because it's just it's. It's the president of the Toronto Raptors, and yeah. I think when you have money, things like the 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 whole judicial system is a little bit different. Yeah, that's true. So, um, yeah, I think to me the most annoying thing is that um, there's for we always talk about you know police brutality, um, but that should also go the opposite way, right? Right. That man should not be putting his hands on a police officer. And I don't know how it played out or what I, like how what the whole ordeal was and who hit who first or whatever, but they both shouldn't be putting their hands on each other. Um right. but for 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 that to escalate in that manner, that would only escalate in that manner is if he tried to storm the court and right. try to like bypass the certain protocols for him to actually get on the court. True. Because the sheriffs is normally just sitting there. Like if they're if nothing is going on, they're just sitting there. So I don't see why he would just approach him out of all the other people unless he was mad. Like this is the president of the Raptors. I'm about to fight this nigga. Yeah, <laughs> y'all gonna beat us on our own court. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's 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 a lot of different uh, there's a lot of different ways to look at it. <laughs> as well as we talked about earlier, is just because he's the president of the Raptors, that doesn't mean you automatically know who he is. Like he's not Steph Curry, he's not Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, he's the president of the team. Which uh, I mean, if the president was walking in Food Max somewhere, you wouldn't know who the fuck he is. You'd yeah. just be like, "Oh, it's a big, it's a big black guy with a suit." Like, how many big, big black guys wear suits? You know? Yeah, you wouldn't. And there's know like, there's probably like fifteen thousand people there. Right? Like, how do you expect him to, you know, know who every single person like, or yeah. like pick you out of all the different people that are there? Drake. Obviously, he got a suit on or whatever, but you know it could be any fan just walking onto the court. Yeah, it could be any fan walking with a suit. Mm-hmm. So I think here's the thing: when I seen a lot of comments, it was like it was the first thing that popped up was the race. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that what we do is is we take away the seriousness from talking about race when we use race and we overuse it. When yeah. I'm in with this situation, I tried my best not to use it, and it and what it did is it allowed me to rationalize the situation better. Yeah. Like, you know, people was like, he the president of the Raptors. Only in America will, you know, a black man be confused and this and that. I'm thinking like, look, man, like, you got to understand it's this, uh, it's the sheriff's job to protect the players. Yeah. So if this guy comes down with, it doesn't matter if he came with a suit on. Like, imagine if he came down with a suit on and then he punched Steph Curry in the face. What would y'all say? The sheriff wasn't doing his job. Yeah, exactly. You know, so you can't you can't pick and choose. Like you can't have it your way. You, yeah, you know, this is you can't have it your way. This is not fucking Burger King. Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah. We should be more happy that the man did his job because for right. the exact reason you said, there's been many instances where people running on the court and streaking and all kind of stuff like this. Like 
he's he's just doing his job. Like what yeah. what more could you ask for? And like we said, he's he's the president of a basketball team that's not in America. Right. They're, you know, they're in Canada. So I wouldn't I know his name and I only know of him because of you know, when they made the trade, he was talking and you know, he's been in the news recently because they've made it out to seem like he's some sort of basketball genius. But I think that um if I seen him in public, I'd probably just walk past him. Right. <laughs> He'd be like, ha, huh, nice suit, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I got places to be. <laughs> How do you not know who I am? <laughs> yeah. Like, well, yeah. So just, yeah. I think you totally missed that little slogan I, I said while we were talking. Have it your way at Burger King. Yeah, I caught that. Oh, you did? Yeah, oh, you just didn't, before, get, so just didn't give just, a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's funny, man. That's crazy, man. (laughs) All right, man. Shout out to Masai Ujiri. Yeah, shout out to him, man. He's gonna get a bag next uh, season. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, he is making that. They said uh, the Wizards offered him ten million dollars. Really? The the moment after the season was over. What? Ten million? They stupid. The Wizards? Yeah. But they're not, they're not looking at it the way we're looking at it. Like, he made such a, not even a patch-up job. He made such a logical, like, switch-up. The yeah. coach and one player. Mm-hmm. So you, you got rid of DeRozan. You got Kawhi. What these right. teams need to realize is there's some, there's some guys like uh, Jerry West. He's a guy that I feel like he can build anything right. from anything. Um. Beside obviously that what they did this season worked, but he's also the same person that did the Carmelo trade to the Knicks. Yeah, and that didn't work out. So if you fifty, if you if you fifty percent, and then you know you have one good season, and then you want to give this guy a bag after that, right? You know, good luck to that. But Bruh. you know, I would rather bet on someone that has a proven track record. A guy like uh, Jerry, Jerry West, West did the he did the uh, fucking Kobe. He did the uh he, he got Kobe. Yeah, Kobe for Vlade Diva. Oh, okay. Also a lot of the Warriors success was, mm-hmm. you know, drafting all those players there and yeah. then moved on from there. And then now he's with the Clippers. And the Clippers are like one of the best up and coming teams. Jerry so. Russ is a big they need to hire um they need to hire uh Jerry West at Apple. <laughs> <laughs> that might work, man. Yeah, do yeah. something to them phones, eh? <laughs> he, he, Trey. Huh? Your trade phones? No, he need to do like do some of that company switch some shit up. Yeah, nigga's been selling the cell phone, the same phone for eight years. Yeah, trade the uh, the Google Pixel for the iPhone eight. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you right now. I remember when I, somebody said it, and I started laughing. But it was like uh, the the iPhone that a couple years ago, the iPhone came out, and it wasn't really no made no changes at all. And somebody said. Steve Jobs is rolling in his fucking grave. Yeah, <laughs> was- you know they uh, they did a recent update, and one of the updates that they have now is the swipe text on the iPhone. Oh my god, yeah. dude! Oh, you gotta be kidding me! Yeah, swipe text, dude. Android has had swipe for yeah eight years since the dawn. Oh my, god. that's my only problem. Like people would. With iPhones, it's uh, it's it's the fruit. You know, we talked about being frugal. Yeah. Like, why would you spend 
a thousand dollars on a phone and you and then also you're not even spending a thousand dollars because you're leasing your phone right you know you're after every every two years or every year you're going to you know upgrade your phone so it's like you're in this constant cycle of like leasing yeah you know your phone for however long you have it. i need a new phone yeah. You just get a new phone so you can send better nudes. That's all you do. <laughs> you horse. <laughs> <laughs> Using filters for your nipples and shit. Hey, you'd be surprised how many people record like many pornos on their phone. Yeah, I heard. Yeah. Like it's a real thing. Yeah. People like you they'd be hitting a girl from the back and then just put the phone up real quick. I'd be like, damn, y'all real bold. Yeah, it'd be crazy and they'd be and it'd be like you could tell it's probably like in Bakersfield or something. Yeah. They're like, ah, oh, I know that McDonald's. Ah. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, is that George? Come on, man. You recognize the booty. In the- <laughs> you recognize the booty because you hit it from the back before? <laughs> like, that's Jessica, man. She got that dimple on her right booty cheek. I know her. Oh, man. Dang. She got the devil tattoo <laughs> on her booty, man. <laughs> that's crazy, man. All right, man. Moving on. Um. Uh, I'm not too many people. I'm not, I'm not too sure how many people are familiar with the show Boondocks, but it's an animated uh, show. It's like a comedy type deal. Uh, you could you could elaborate on it more. <laughs> um, Boondocks is a show created by a guy named Aaron Magruder. He it started out as a comic strip back in the day, and uh, it picked up a lot of steam. A lot of people uh, started liking the, the the strip, and it and a lot of the the storylines were based around politics and current events and you know parodying uh, parodying different different aspects of of our culture and um it, it eventually turned into a TV show that aired on Cartoon Network and it had uh it had a short run it was a few seasons I, I don't I, it might have been like four or five seasons i think it was maybe four um and the first 3 was directed in um the the showrunner was Aaron Magruder. And then eventually they had they were at odds and something happened to where Aaron Magruder ended up leaving the show, but they they wanted to keep the show running. So someone else was basically manning the show and the last season was not that great. A lot of people didn't really like it because they can tell a void was there because mm. Aaron Magruder wasn't, you know, the one at the helms of everything. So after that season, the show uh basically went off air and it and they didn't pick it up again. But um, recently, probably um, it's probably it probably was already in the talks. But Charlemagne definitely helped start to um, yeah. uh, get the get the avalanche going. I guess he started. Uh, he did the Uncle Ruckus. He put him on the Breakfast Club. Yeah, you know, he did that. the kind of parody and had the voice actor for that for that character call in, and they did a whole twenty minute conversation. Which was which is like an interesting way to kind of promote and market the show, and then um, he he I guess he, him and Aaron Magruder were friends already, so he also started promoting some of the strips again. They were posting a lot of the strips online, yeah. and Charlemagne was sharing them to his page, and then he eventually told people to go follow the 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 unofficial official Boondocks page, and you know they started posting more and more content on there, whether it was pictures and excuse me strips and stuff like that and then a few months later they said the show was coming back so i'm looking forward to it it's it's one of those shows that it 
it has a bunch of classic moments, whether it's the Martin Luther King episode or the um, the R. Kelly episode, or it's a bunch of stuff that they would they would talk about in a, in in an extremely tel- intelligent way. Yeah, um, you know, just giving unique perspective on different stuff. Even even about BET, they went in on BET a lot, <laughs> which yeah. is kind of funny because. Um, but yeah, man, it, it was a show that gave us a unique perspective on things that we were going through in our community. So I'm excited to see like what kind of things they would touch on, you know, with this political landscape here, like Donald Trump and building a wall and yeah, it's gonna be interesting, of, all kind of crazy stuff. Yeah, yeah. But the thing about it is they they tend to talk about things way ahead of its time. The whole R. Kelly one, yeah, like they like. The, the skit where they was in court talking about it. Yeah. He's like, this man is sick. Da, 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 da. He was talking after, about, they're talking about that. Like I was, how long ago was that? Um, the show came out when I was in junior high. So oh, God. like 2007 or when they had that episode. Yeah. So what people are saying now, they were saying it first, uh, back then, mm-hmm. like, I'm not saying they're the very first ones to say it, but they're the first ones to really put that out there that he was they didn't have any influence it was exactly. just like yo this is crazy let's write about this exactly yeah exactly and i and i think that they've done a good job even with the, the martin luther king episode was a, a <laughs> that was a, a pretty interesting one too yeah he woke up out of a coma and then he realized that the world is just crazy yeah <laughs> yeah it was a, yeah it's just a lot of <clears throat> a lot of different episodes about gay rappers and yeah um I can't think of all of them off the top of my head, but it's just it's just a really good show. So I'm excited to see what what they'll do what they'll do next. Yeah, it's 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 comedy, but it's also very like forward thinking. Yeah, think about it because they're they they're saying things when no one else is saying it. Yeah, or they, they're they're talking about certain things, and then probably five years later, then it people start making sense of it. Yeah, there's a couple. I would say there's a handful of black creatives that have that perspective. Hmm. Um that does stuff like that. I think Jordan Peele is one. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Childish Gambino yes, is another one. Yes, I was about to say that. Yeah, Aaron Magruder, of course. And um, sorry, sorry to Bother You, I think. That, did you see that movie? No, I haven't seen it. Oh, it was a movie with uh, Lakeith Stanfield. What was and, it about again? Uh, Danny Glover. It's their... Um, I think they're bill collectors or something like oh, that. Oh, and the dude did a white voice. Yeah. Okay, but mm-hmm. that's almost that that yeah, I haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm probably I'll probably check it out tonight. Mm-hmm. Um uh, go ahead. Uh, go ahead and finish first. But I was just saying that guy has that that same sort of voice where it's right. like I'm kind of making fun of these situations. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm also like telling a real true, honest, unique perspective about how black people are viewed or how black people view the world. So right. it's pretty, it's pretty interesting. But what's, what's really interesting about uh, putting the comic, like making, like having comic relief is it's the only way to really engage people and make them listen. Yeah. Because as long as people are laughing, they're going to be engaged by it. But when yeah. you're, when you're having this serious like panel discussion, people tune out. Yeah. So this, this, is it's pretty big because it allows people to uh, enjoy the content, but also take something away from it. Also, I think that sometimes you can be ahead of your time. Um, I feel like that to me, that's like 
if you think about an athlete, somebody like Kobe. Kobe was a on the All Star team when he was uh, like in his second year, coming off the bench as a six man. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I'm sure the at least the league or the voters thought he was a great player, but um, he also wasn't mature enough yet to actually like. Or think about it if you think about Kobe's career when he was with Shaq. Obviously, he was a great player then. But he hadn't matured enough yet to actually lead a team. True. So he was almost before, like he was almost ahead of his time. But if you think about it, that like compared to the Boondocks, it was a great show back then. But I think coming back now and just the way the world works and social media, because social media wasn't even popping back then. It'd be a lot more powerful now. Yeah, yeah. And it'd be, I'm sure it'd be trending on Twitter every week. Right. I don't even know what network it's going to be on, but it's going to be so many memes and so many clips running around. Yeah. On the so it's going to be That's it's going to be crazy, man. Can you imagine if certain mm-hmm. things came back? How like how powerful it would be? Mm-hmm. Like I think about like how powerful like spicy chicken nuggets from Wendy's would be if they came back. <laughs> <laughs> Those spicy nuggets is good. <laughs> I think uh, <laughs> they have a Burger King commercial, and there's a stupid marketing scheme, but. Basically, it says like uh, they have a like three boxes uh-huh. full of spicy chicken uh, chicken nuggets, uh-huh. and you open up the the Burger King one and you eat it. You're like, dang, this is pretty good. And then you open up the next one and it's empty. And then you open up another one and it's empty. Basically, saying like, "Yo, guys, we are the only people that have spicy chicken nuggets." <laughs> 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 this is stupid. <laughs> That's actually kind of clever. <laughs> it's kind of clever. I think yeah. I think it's somebody that eats a lot of nuggets that's sitting on the couch that's like, I need them nuggets. <laughs> yeah. the, I wouldn't recommend those nuggets to anybody, but if you only have a dollar fifty to your name, definitely go get some burger them Burger King. You get yeah. like ten of them things. You know, that's a good question. Like, what place has the best nuggets? I don't know. I feel like I eat nuggets when <laughs> I have to. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend nuggets <laughs> to anybody. <laughs> I'm not. I wouldn't even do no comparison. I feel like they're all killing you. <laughs> it's like oh, dang. like wing meat or something like that. Oh, no. I'm going to keep it real. I like nuggets, man. <laughs> <laughs> it tastes good, but I just feel like I'm dying a little bit. Yeah, you, be like, if you feel like your energy bar going down. <laughs> Oh man! Can you imagine like what people would do if they knew like they were dying each time they was eating? Like, dang! If imagine if we had a computer programmed into our brain, and every time we ate like fried chicken, it'd be like dying twenty five percent, power level ninety five percent. Nah, and then once your shit get below fifty, you'd be like under forty eight percent. You keep eating the chicken. See a doctor. <laughs> Every bite is like 47%, All of a sudden, you hear Elon Musk talk, hey, you really need to go see a doctor. Gotta see a doctor. That would be a dope, um, that would be a dope concept for a movie. Imagine the movie In Time. Yeah, exactly. With Justin Timberlake. Except with fried chicken. With food. Uh, oh, God. That'd be fucking so dope. Yeah. So every, in 
the poor people have to eat the worst foods, right? Oh my! So they're God. just dying off extremely fast, but the rich people get to eat vegetables and you know stuff like that. So oh their like power God. level is diminishing super slow. That'd be a good short film. They'd be yeah. like, "Hey man, let me get some of them chips." Dying twenty four percent. Bro, we really have to. The only problem, the problem that I have is some stuff is out of my realm. Right. So that would be a dope concept, like a you know one of those like super artistic short films. So. I'm gonna definitely write that one down. If I see somebody make that movie, I'm pulling up on that'd be cars. crazy, and it'd be like some crazy like because uh, the way medicine works, it's always some like crazy type medicine that like that you know kind of revitalizes you. I guess mm-hmm. that'd be you eat some fried chicken, it'd be like dang twenty five percent, and then you eat some pussy, it'd be like twenty percent. Oh life. my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh man. The healthiest girl walking around on this earth just give the best head. <laughs> <laughs> she be swallowing cum all day. <laughs> Battery fully charged. <laughs> oh man. I have to bookmark that so we can post that on Instagram. Was that oh Post yeah? That little segment. Yeah, they people be like, what the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> I think this podcast is ahead of its time. This is the only podcast to talk about um, shit like uh, you know socialism and <laughs> and cap it, socialism and, and capitalism and then uh, pussy juice. The same Pussyism. <laughs> what? Pussyism. <laughs> oh my god, that's crazy. I, some people like I think that we I think that we actually have a niche audience because I, I there's no way you make it through this podcast. <laughs> If you hear some of the ridiculous stuff that's said on here, <laughs> I think people that people that listen to probably be like, "Ah, oh, you know, yeah, they're just acting up. They'll get back to the, <laughs> they get back to the real stuff." Nah, we talking about pussy juice out here, pussy juice and chicken nuggets. All right, switching gears. Uh, so, what's the best quality pussy juice? <laughs> <laughs> we really do a deep dive into quality. <laughs> yeah, I heard about this uh, Puerto Rican juice they got. <laughs> Shout out to Wendy's for this chicken nuggets. Y'all got to bring them back. <laughs> hey, you know what's funny about Wendy's? And everybody's going to think about this now. Wendy's is the number one place for elderly people to, to eat. Mm-hmm. And the reason yeah. why I've found that out is over the years, if, if I ever went inside to eat and I start seeing like a good amount of old people showing up. And mm-hmm. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, why are so many old people eating Wendy's, right? Mm-hmm. And I looked at the menu and I seen the things they have. They have things on that menu that no one else has. They have potatoes with chives. Yeah. That's old people <clears throat> shit, man. Yeah. They have bowl of chili. Nobody has that. That's old mm-hmm. people shit. Mm-hmm. And then you see an old person come up. Oh, I'd like to get your potatoes with the, the mashed potatoes with the crackers in it. That'd be good. You mean Only what? old people eat beans. Like, <laughs> just beans. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, beans and a freaking saltine cracker. Heck yeah, nah. chili beans. I think old people tend to eat a lot of things to make them shit. Because, you know, they got to regulate their bowels. So they be, like, be stopped up. Huh? This one man, I, I, and you know, my thing is I respect elderly people. I'll be old someday. Yeah. But sometimes they be cracking me up. I was in Vons one day and this guy was like, excuse me, ma'am. Excuse me. 
She's like, yes. Where's the Metamucil at? <laughs> and I just, I, I started laughing. I had to walk off. <laughs> if people, people who don't know what Metamucil is, it's a shit powder. It's what you use when you try to shit. <laughs> so I was just, oh man, that shit had me dying. <laughs> Modern Wendy's burgers just stopping yeah, the bur- Yeah, well, you got a fucking eighty-year-old colon. It ain't gonna digest that Wendy's chili very good. Yeah, yeah, we have a blowout. All right, um, oh, <laughs> moving forward. All right, switching gears. Um, appreciating the layers of a woman. As as a man, I will say this. You know, I have matured a lot. I know that's a self endorsement, but I've matured a lot because, just like most men in this country, I think we always notice the first layer. We see a woman come up, we approach them, or they're in the in the vicinity somewhere, mm-hmm. and we're like, "Wow, she got a nice ass." Yeah. And then she turns around, and be like, "She's pretty cute." Yeah. And then she like kind of turns, and you're like, "Dang, she got some nice titties." Yeah. And we always notice surface level stuff, like surface stuff we see on the surface. Yeah. And um, we kind of the way that we approach or the way that we kind of look at them is more in a sexual way. Even if, you know, we don't, it's fun, It's kind of sad how we find out we like a woman last. Yeah. You know, we don't, we don't even use that as our first instinct, you know, but it's funny how, like, let's say, for example, and I'm telling you about a chick that I met, because as men or as women, we always tell a friend or somebody we know about people we meet, right? So yeah. you talk about this girl that you met and they'll be like, oh, dang, that's cool. So what she, she looks, she pretty cute. She look good. Right. Or, you know, what, whatever, you know, basically describing a girl yeah. instead of asking, like, is she funny? Is she smart? Mm-hmm. Oh, she got like, like, what, what's her major? Does she, does she major in anything or does she yeah. have any go? Like nobody asks these questions. It's always the surface stuff. And I think that what happens over time is we don't appreciate the other layers of a woman. Mm-hmm. We tend to just look at them as not as sexual objects that can do other things. And that's yeah. not healthy, man. Yeah. Um, and I think that women started like pandering to that, like that narrative. Yeah. And that's why you go to Instagram and you see all these booty pics and you see all these thirst traps and titties yeah. out and ass out because yeah. women figure, well, men don't see past the surface anyways. So why do I feel the need to just be who I am? Let me just show them these booty pics. Or these ass pictures, because that's what they want anyways. Now, women don't admit it. They say, oh, I'm I'm just doing what I want. And I'm doing what I want. No, you're not. You're doing, you're doing what men want you to do. You're pandering to the shallowness of a man's brain. Yeah. That's all you're doing, because we're, we're pretty shallow human beings. Women are, too. But this is just one example. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I definitely can see how the men's surface level attraction to women shapes the way women move right like i know i think i mentioned this before but i know people going to school to be lawyers and nurses and you know uh nursing assistants and all this and then one day you look up and they got like a like um a sexualized instagram yeah it's like what the fuck yeah it's like just a minute like i thought you're going to get paid more as a nursing assistant or a lawyer or whatever you want to do versus um, whatever advertisement dollars you're getting from promoting bathing suits or yeah. tanning lotions or right. dildos or whatever. You what? Know, I don't know. <laughs> dildo? You can't, you can't use dildos on Instagram. 
yet. <laughs> I'm sure if you blurred it out, they would let you put oh, post yeah. a whole video. Yeah, you, can you imagine how the girls what what the captions would be? They just be like with the dildo, like chilling with this fat cock. Ah, be like, uh, <laughs> check out my new dildo called Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> <laughs> they let them show nipples now on instagram man oh they stop no they, they, they stop let, doing it no they let women show nipples now so they changed the because i know for a minute yeah. that you could just blur it out and then they know bro they like got nipples all they do is they just cover the middle of the nipple but i seen girls oh with, yeah yeah you can see the whole areola like this thing this girl she has some big old pepperoni nipples yeah and they, and they just put like the, the little middle piece Mm-hmm. They just let the, the middle of the nipple all is all they need to cover it up. These That's girls great. are literally showing ninety five percent of their titty on the internet, and they get in the way with it. Yeah, I don't understand. I never understood that. Like for me, when I was a kid, when I was a little horny kid, and I seen the girl, and they would barely only blur out the nipples, I'd be like, "Dang, man, I'm watching porno." Yeah, but it didn't like you know what I mean. It didn't feel like it, it was versus like the. Like the the uh, cops or something where they blurt out everything and you yeah. literally can't see nothing. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same thing. You might as well show the nipples. Free the nips, man. Free man. the nips. I seen this chick on the internet that straight up <clears throat> said, uh, uh, had to accidentally took this picture, but fuck it. It don't matter. And she literally had her whole nipple out. Like the yeah. whole titty was out. Yeah. And I was just like, what the fuck? And she had that picture up. Like the picture was just up. I think it's still up. I could be wrong. Yeah. But I'm just like, wow. Like th- That's how you know Instagram is a female-driven app because yeah. if you take all the men off of Instagram, Instagram will not die. But if you took all the women off, Instagram would be dead. Yeah. Completely yeah. dead. Yeah. And w- women get away with way too much on there. That shit mm-hmm. crazy. Sometimes I catch myself randomly uh, if you... If you go to the page where they show what your friends are liking. Right. You f- <laughs> you get caught in a wormhole. No, nah, I don't do I try not to look on there because it, it'd be, you almost get too much information about people you follow. Really? Yeah. Like, I don't want to know what Eddie is liking. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Like, if you're liking a big booty, like a picture of a girl with a big booty or some big old titties or something. Like, I don't know. I just I just feel uncomfortable knowing, like, I feel like you should like it and that should be the end of it. I don't understand yeah. the page. I don't know. Because for me, I found out my cousin was gay through that. Really? Yeah. No way. Because he was liking a bunch of like dude pictures of dudes with their shirt. This is before he came out to the family. Really? Yeah. So ever since then, I've been like, uh, I don't really know. What kind of know. shit was he liking, man? That was just pictures of boys oh with their shirts god. off and stuff like that. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. <clears throat> Wow, wow, I'm pretty sure you put that together real quick. Yeah. I was like, dang, this nigga gay. <laughs> <laughs> nigga was hashtagging eggplant. <laughs> yeah, I actually was talking to my brother one day. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, bruh. Because um, I, I, for the people that have been listening for every episode, like I mentioned before, my uh, my other cousin that's uh, that got married um, a couple summers ago, Um and then, but I have a younger cousin, younger than him. He's yeah. only like a freshman in high school. Yeah. And uh, when I was, I was talking to a couple of my brothers and stuff like that. I was like, "Well, I guess we got another one on our hands." 
<laughs> oh, dang. Some more lucky charms in the family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dang. I think that's probably the least. That might be the least offensive way to talk about something. <laughs> like, if you don't want to talk about somebody in your family in a bad light that they're, like, gay, yeah, they'll be like, what are you talking about? <sighs> I'm talking about Lucky Charms, man. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? You know what I mean? Lucky Charms, man. <laughs> Lucky Charms. That's yeah, like, oh, which one? You know, the little cousin. Oh, okay. Okay, that's cool, man. That's cool. Yeah, because sometimes it's better, like, if you don't want to verbalize it, like, everybody got a way to talk about stuff. Yeah. You know that girl I met at the club last night? Which one? Nigga, you know which girl I met at the club. (laughs) Who, man? Chicken nuggets. (laughs) (laughs) Wendy's chicken nuggets or Burger King chicken nuggets? Nigga, Burger King. Then you, then you know the the the, the you kind of translate because you could tell which one is the lesser nugget. Yeah, the lesser nugget is the Burger King. Definitely Burger King. Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> Burger King. I think they use like three percent meat. All the rest is fucking breaded. Ain't no way that that's chicken all the way through there, man. I don't know what they be using. What kind of chickens y'all use to make them nuggets, man? They don't. I don't even. Well, they, I think they do have chicken sandwiches, man. But if you only serving chicken McNuggets, I can't trust that. What What do you mean? Like you got to utilize the whole chicken. I can't. I can't go to a place where they only have chicken nuggets. <laughs> they got chicken sandwiches at Burger King. Yeah, I know. That's why I was saying that. But Burger. it's really just a big chicken nugget. Yeah, it is. I wonder <laughs> if you could open a restaurant and just call it Nuggets only. <laughs> Nothing but Nuggets. That'd be the restaurant. I think that would actually work. Yeah, it would. Nothing but Nuggets. To you where got- you can you can first by buying so many nuggets, you're going to get a crazy deal. You know yeah. what I mean? Just because you're buying a bulk of, uh, the more you buy of something, the less it's going to cost for the wholesaler. Right. You're buying a box of cancer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Damn. Yeah, that'd be crazy. Yeah. And man. just have, but, but the, the, the real sale would be the sauces though. Oh. You start mixing up the sauces, have like all kind of different, like, uh, yeah. unique sauces. That'd be crazy. Hey, that'd be a, that'd be a, could be a whole chain. Yeah, nothing but nuggets. You got a couple sides. You only got like three sides because all you all you have to do is be good at one thing. Yeah, you ain't got to be. You could be just like a fucking In and Out Burger. Mm-hmm. All they make is burgers. That's it. And then you could hit them with the different different drinks, but also like maybe a milk throw a milkshake in there. Or throw something a little like milkshake that. in there. <laughs> That'd be crazy. That'd be crazy. Hey, man. you know there's this there's this restaurant in Orange County that only sells chicken skin. What? Yeah. Is it fried? Yeah. I think I've seen it. They make sandwiches out of it and shit? No. Well, the thing that I've seen, it was just uh, like a little, like a cup that you would, or a uh-huh. box that you would put fries in. Uh-huh. But it's But they just take the stick and chicken skin. Wow. People, if you if you eat that shit, it'll be like, dying 25%. <laughs> yeah. That's a little much. Yeah, that's too mm-hmm. much, man. You just All that fried stuff. I, I limit the fried foods I eat. That shit's horrible. Like I'm a big dude, but I'm pretty cognizant of what I'm putting in my body. When it's bad, I know it's bad. I know, hey, I can't eat that for a while. Mm-hmm. Some people be like, dying twenty five, dying fifteen, dying five percent. See a doctor. Alert! 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 alert. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, your belly is too big. <laughs> that was funny. Oh my god. 
Oh, we told it. I I totally fucked you up. I cut you off, man. You were talking about appreciating the layers of a woman, or you were just like I forgot where you were. Oh, I don't know. That tangent was more interesting, right? But uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just talking about how girls like because uh, because of the fact that men are uh, a lot of men are just looking at the the surface level of a woman or their outer appearance. They um, women tend to change the way they are on social media. Exactly. Yeah. So exactly, know. and that's a great point. And they could deny it all they want, but I seen a girl today. And she had like a bathing suit on and she had the angle perfect. And she she wore a dress. Right. And mind you, mind you, a lot of these women are mothers. I'm not and I'm not downing them. I'm not saying you can't be sexy. Mm -hmm. But all I'm saying is like you got to be careful with the image you putting out there because you got a, a dress that's cut up almost to where your vagina is at. And then your titties is out. You got no bra on and everybody can see that. And it's like, yo, like. That's somebody's mom, dog. Mm -hmm. Like, it's somebody's mom. It's girls on the internet with their nipples out, their booty out. That's somebody's mom. Mm -hmm. That's what trips me out. And it feels like, I feel like the internet has affected women more because women feel like they have to do this. Yeah. Like, they're conforming to this 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 grand idea that, like, I need to be sexy and show my ass because, you know, that'll give me the attention that I want. <clears throat> and actually, you don't need to do that. Stop pandering to the shallow brain of men. Like, Allow yeah. men to see the other layers of your of you, and yeah. you, you cannot get mad when you say all men want to do is fuck. Of course, I want to fuck. Have you seen the tits on you? Of course, yeah, I do. Yeah. Now, yeah. I if I see your tits first before I see your personality, then of course I want to fuck you. Are you stupid? Like I'm mm -hmm. just being real. Like, can you imagine if I walk walked around with my pants down and they'd be like, oh my god, like. We should totally hang out. I'm like, all you want me for is my cock, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, pull your pants up, man. You wouldn't have that problem. Yeah. I think it's similar to, like, the law of attraction. Right. And, um, what you're putting out into the world is what you're going to get back. So if, yep. you're, if you're posting a bunch of pictures that's just booty pictures and, you know, pictures accenting um, the, the, your appearance then there are going to be a bunch of people that only care about that that are messaging you. True. And me, don't get me wrong, I appreciate a woman's body, especially a full-figured woman. I, I like women. I love ass. I love tit. I love it all. But <laughs> I, I, like, I like the fact that I could appreciate that when we're having actual sex. But I think when you remove the whole sexual aspect of it, like I'm talking about, what I mean by removing sex is not removing the act of sex. That's going to happen eventually. But remove everything that's connected with sex. Remove it from a man. Mm -hmm. Remove all your titties. Remove all your ass out. If you have a nice body, we can always see that. Yeah. We, I can see a woman has a nice body when she's just wearing a shirt and some pants. I, I don't need to see 85% of your body to see. Your, and it's only the surface. Mm -hmm. Like When I see a woman out and her titties is hanging out and her ass, I don't even approach women like that. Honest to God, true. I do not approach women that are showing me too much. Yeah. Because every other man can see it. Like, there's nothing special about this woman. Mm -hmm. But if I meet you and we have a conversation and we talk for 15 or 20 minutes and I'm like, man, like, I can't stop thinking about this girl. Like, yeah. it does something to me when, when we're able to connect during a conversation. I think that's the biggest one. Yeah. Because it, it shows me more of who she is as a human being. I've had some girls like, man, I can't stop thinking about this girl. And then, like, you find out she has a man. You're like, fuck. 
Mm-hmm. I talked to this girl one time at the gym one time. No lie. I talked to her for about 30 minutes. We were talking, and it, it wasn't like I was trying to get at her. I was going to get her number after we were done talking. Yeah. At the very end of the conversation, she said, I mean, like, my boyfriend. And I was like, oh, yeah. like, you wasted 29 minutes yeah. of my life. You couldn't tell me that 28 minutes ago. I think what it was <clears throat> is, is that she liked me. I think that she liked me, and she, like, I think that she got caught up. Yeah. I think some women get caught up in, in actually liking guys. Yeah. But then they got to break it, break it to the guy that they got a boyfriend. Yeah. And it's like, God damn it. Mm-hmm. After she did that, I was just all that. It's like my battery is like battery down 75%. <laughs> Your whole um, like uh, enthusiasm about talking just kind of went down. Yeah, man. man. Everything went down. My erection went down. And <laughs> 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 I know people are thinking like, she stood there the whole time while you had an erection, man? <laughs> 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 nah. Yeah, just give give us a chance to find out who you are yeah. as a human. Yeah, especially um, especially the older that we we get, we definitely obviously you can find a girl attractive, but when you're when you start to think about girls or women that you want to um, that you see yourself with long term, right? You start to have a mental picture of how that person acts and how they carry themselves on Thank social you. media, and none of that entails her being half naked. Or right. you know, having booty, have her booty cheeks spread open, or you know, showing her nipples through a see-through, sh- whatever it is. Right. You know, none of that entails that. We definitely want like a female that's educated. You know, probably went to college. If not went to college, just, you know, has a really good job and just handle her business and like low key. You know what I mean? Right. Not out into the world partying and doing all this. Right. Stuff. Yeah. Right. And it's like in and in. in- <clears throat> Me, I know I'm not a perfect human being by any any means, but I think that the man that I am still growing and becoming is right on par with the woman that I want. So yeah. I don't I'm not gonna shortchange myself by thinking that, damn, she has a fat ass. She's the one for me. Like that's terrible. Yeah. We gotta stop treating women like, you know, it's the fucking Tinder app. Like that's not no. Mm-hmm. That's that's bad. Yeah. Another, another thing too is is when we pander to women because of certain genetics, like they have ass and they got titties, we start making certain women feel more important than they really are. Yeah, and some women that don't have any personality, they can't even talk on the phone for more than five minutes. They yeah. can't hold a conversation for five minutes, but they got the biggest and nicest titties you've ever seen, and yeah. they feel like they're more important just because they have these specific genetics. And then yeah. men men are so dumb that they make these women feel important. So now you got these women running around thinking they God's gift of men when in actuality there's another woman out there that has way more depth, that's way smarter. She may not have these monster breasts or a huge booty, but she's pretty cute, yeah. probably really smart, but men pay less attention to women like that. Yeah. And it's it's just a damn shame, man. We, we got to do better. I, I know women are also shallow. They definitely are. But I'm just holding the men accountable, especially me being a man. Because mm-hmm. I've I've definitely done the same thing. Yeah, that's real, man. I think we uh, think we think we think we hit that one from the back enough. <laughs> All right, man. Oh, man. All right, moving forward. Um, switching gears. Sw- yeah, switching gears, man. Um. Sexual hierarchy. 
I think what people don't realize is there's like certain people that are at the top of the food chain, mm-hmm. right? And realistically, you have to realize where you are. Yeah. Right. There, there's like, um, there are certain dudes that could get different pussy multiple times a week, mm-hmm. like because they're the most desired amongst women, right? Mm-hmm. And it, and it's just how it is. There, there are women who could snap their finger and have another man right there at her doorstep. Yeah. That's just how it is. And what what happens is is like you start to realize where you stack up, especially out into the world. I've noticed that with me, I would have to put in more effort to uh I gotta put in more effort in order to uh uh it's kinda hard to explain. I, I bet like when women see my profile like on Tinder or like on Bumble, they're like, hmm, it's not bad. You know, it's <laughs> not bad. Yeah. All right, he's all right. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not saying that like in a low self esteem way. I'm just saying like, eh, yeah. And then even if we match, they're like, eh, maybe. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Some girl showed me her swiping through uh, people's Tinder profiles, and I was just curious how the guy side looked. You know, right. what I mean? to see how like what. Because on a women's side, it, it looks a certain way, and mm-hmm. you know we we see that normally. But for right. guys, I was like, I wonder what other dudes are doing. Like, why? What's the what's like? Why are women complaining about? Or like, why are you know? There's always these uh, prerequisites that women yeah. put in their profile about. You know, I'm not going to sleep with you, and uh, you better be this tall or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, so I was curious to see what the guy's side was, and it was uh, it was a lot of like cornball kind of guys guys with their shirts off yeah guys um trying to be clever in their profiles but it just came off as lame yeah uh i don't know it's just a bunch of stuff bunch yeah i mean but it goes goes both ways too they say oh don't do this don't do that Mm -hmm. but then you look at the woman's profile and it's a motherfucking uh every single picture has a filter on it and it's like what do you look like yeah that's something that i'm not into i'd rather see your face Mm-hmm. Without, if you don't got no makeup on and you ain't looking all that impressive, I still think that's pretty impressive. Like I like things like I like things that I guess a lot of guys tend to skate over. Yeah, I'm not I, like I'm not that crucial for looks, but it's just knowing where you are on on the on the food chain. I guess you could say I want to say yeah. food chain. That's not good, mm-hmm. but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know where I stack up realistically because yeah. um, I'm the type of guy that a chick could be texting even if it's not real serious like yeah we could hang out that's cool but then they get a text from the dude they've been wanting to fuck for like three months and then Mm -hmm. then they just forget about me (laughs) 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 that's just how i just how it is like i feel like i'm only a catch to certain women Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. and i know there's women out there that 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 think that like there's some women out there that are like, oh, you know, like it's hard for me to get a date and yeah, and my phone is dry. And then you look at their phone, they got like 70 guys texting them. Yeah. There's a uh, yeah. there's a group of people that I went to school with. It's like probably like four or five dudes and they're like, you know, good looking young men and they all have a certain status playing basketball and, you know, yeah. playing football or, you know, just being like the guy that everyone likes because they have like cool colored eyes or something like that. <laughs> 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 and right. um, I remember uh, DJ, I was talking to DJ once and he mm-hmm. was telling me about how they were like they go to the club or they would invite him to the club. or yeah. uh, Maybe some other person that um, 
told me this too. Like they would invite them to go out with them and stuff like that. And it's like you can't go out with them because like their uh just their status and, and the way they look and they're just like ladies men and stuff like yeah. that. It's like you can't you can't really be around them like that. Like you just gonna get the leftovers. You're gonna get the right. fat you gonna get the fat girl. Oh, that- <laughs> <laughs> oh dang. Yeah. Yeah, man. Look, here's another thing, too. That was the joke about fat girls. But look, big women are also mm-hmm. desirable. Let's not yeah. sit here. It's big girls out here. We had a whole segment. If y'all yeah. don't know our reputation, we had a whole segment about BBWs. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I'm going to keep it 100. Me, I'm not really into big women, but there are some big women that are extremely sexy Yeah, that I've seen. And what I mean by big is I don't mean like heart attack big. I mean like big, <laughs> big like, you know, she got a couple cinnamon buns, but you know. <laughs> a couple cinnamon buns. You know, but they be like, like having like big booties and real pretty and stuff <laughs> yeah you know they just like that four for four from wendy <laughs> but you know <laughs> smell good too smell good smell like fresh baked uh, <laughs> fresh baked cinnamon rolls <laughs> smell like an apple pie from mcdonald's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you be hitting it from the back all you then you start smelling cherry pie he was like what the fuck is going on <laughs> oh man <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> you be hitting it from the back, all of a sudden you smell pink Starburst. <laughs> <laughs> this girl got snacks in her. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, that's funny, man. Yeah, man. But yeah, dude. Like you mentioned, you know, there's some dudes that just at the top of the food chain. You yeah. know, I, I've had girls literally like. I'll be talking to them and then they just stop talking to me and I look across the campus and they yeah. just, and they just with a totally different dude smiling and laughing. I'm just yeah. like, damn. That the in in high school high school is the most superficial definitely place or um setting that you'll probably ever be in. Oh yeah. <clears throat> because guys that have like zero game, no real social skills can get a lot of women um just because a lot of women find whether it's the status they are like they're a good athlete you know they're popular or whatever uh mixed with their attractiveness to women and you know they could probably hit any girl in a school that they want to yeah yeah literally they ain't even got to really work for it mm-hmm. and you and that's probably the worst person to ask like imagine if it's like a little nerdy dude like how do i get girls to like me he'd be like man just tell them hi bro yeah, <laughs> <laughs> girls can say girl, women have all these. I guess you you said earlier like prerequisites or whatever. Like, uh, oh, like he needs to do this. He needs to say this, and he shouldn't be like this. And I'm not gonna have sex with you on the first date. But they run into that dude that they really, really, really want to fuck, and yeah. the dude be like, "What's up?" And they'd be like, "Oh my god, I want him tonight." Yeah. That's the, yeah, yeah. That's what women really do. Every mm-hmm. every girl got that guy. They got that one guy that could text them, and y'all gonna fuck tonight. Yeah, I'm telling you, mm-hmm. it just it just is. I'm the guy that you'll probably be like, oh, I don't know. Maybe if it doesn't work out with the other four uh, guys, <laughs> <laughs> if Taekwon I play uh, football for the yeah. New York Jets, <laughs> yeah, if it doesn't work out with the next six guys, I'll give Eddie a chance. Give him a chance. Oh, it's funny. Yeah, but it's all good, man. I, yeah. I do all right for myself. I ain't out here. I ain't out here uh, uh, taking down chicks like I'm, you know, a star basketball player with green eyes. You know I mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Definitely something to think about. All right, switching gears, man. Um, 
you you know more about this, Keith, than I do. But it's the the Lion Share documentary. You could explain a little bit about that. Yeah. So Netflix, uh, I think this is a it's a few weeks old, mm-hmm. but they recently released a documentary called The Lion Share, and it's essentially it's 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 a little bit of a play on words because it's a song created by this guy named Solomon Linda. He's a South African guy. The song was created in the fifty, the in the fifties, and it's called Mbumwe. Yeah, I think it's called Mbumwe. Yeah, something like that. So basically, this guy, nineteen um, fifties, super young guy. He wasn't wasn't well educated or anything. He created this song, Mbumwe, um, and it um, it it's not really. It doesn't make sense in English. You hear it; it's, it's, it's kind of like a bunch of sounds put together, and I don't even know if it's translatable into English. It's a lot of songs um, that come from you know different African countries. It's more of a feeling there. They don't really focus on uh, the lyrics as much. It's, right. it's more of a uh, how you feel. I yeah. remember even um, the weekend had mentioned that because the weekend has roots in Africa, and he talked about how a lot of his family from his uh, native or not his family but the people from his native country they don't really have lyrics to their songs they're just they're just singing based on feelings so uh this this kind of falls into the the same realm but basically the song is created is is a it's an extremely catchy melody and i think in the 60s there's this band called the weavers i don't know who wrote the song for them or what happened but they got a hold of this song and they kind of created a song and then they started to put words to this. And before the song comes on, they actually have like an intro basically explaining like, hey, we found this song, you know, we spent some time in South Africa and we came across this song and we took a long time to figure out what they were saying. We translated it and it says something about like the sleeping lion or something like that. Um, that's how the song in- is uh, the intro of the song. Yeah. Excuse me, intro of the song goes. And then they go on to sing in the song. And it's almost like they almost remixed the song. Yeah. Like they picked out the melodies that they liked, and then they right. uh, they got Missy re- Elliott on it. <laughs> <laughs> got Timberland to produce it. <laughs> we the best. What? Yeah. So that was like the first the first uh, thing that happened. And then um, a few years later, another person uh, remixed the song, and that is the song that. Most people uh, actually know it's this as uh, the lion sleeps tonight, which is a song that is sang in the in the Lion King movie. So mm-hmm. I think like in the sixties or the seventies, the person that actually there was like the third remix to the song, right? So um, after the Weavers did it, and then there's this other dude. I, I'm gonna try to fit, find his name. I can't find his name because uh, this thing disappeared. But as as another artist. He did his own iteration of the song, and that was the the one called the line. Oh, here it is. Uh, his name is Tokens. Yeah, Tokens. I don't know if that's his last name or his first name, um, but Tokens did the song. He actually put the the he named he titled the song "The Lion Sleeps Tonight," and basically they they try to translate the song, or for whatever reason they thought that that was the actual. Translation of Mbumbwe or something. They like colonized that. the song. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Extremely white people. 
So that was like the 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 iteration. And then in the nineteen so this happened in what year was this? Um, I think this was the sixties that he made the that token made the song. And then in the in the nineteen nineties when this the Disney um when the Lion King was created, mm. um they Timon and Pumbaa after mm-hmm. uh I think after um Simba and Nala were I don't know what happened after they started falling in love. I think this is a song that they say they yeah. sang afterwards. And that that it blew up in popularity after that. Before then, it was just a regular song, but after right. Disney got a hold of it, you know, it was like the most popular song on, or yeah. one of the most popular songs on the soundtrack. So, basically, the issue here was that the the original creator of the song never got any royalties mm. because it was a, it was a, a song created in South Africa. I think like the paperwork was sketchy. Um, like I said before, the guy was on the Linda guy, the Solomon Linda guy. He w- he wasn't very well educated, so um, whatever happened in with the paperwork and the guy that um, did the that re- that first remix version, the company made him sign some sort of crazy uh, some sort of crazy deal to where basically he sold the rights of you know all of his uh basically all the work that he did he basically sold it over through a through one signature and Crazy. so this this documentary is essentially going over um three sisters trying to fight for what they deserve or what their father deserved uh before he he passed away and um it follows them. It follows them trying to figure out what happened. And part of the part of their gripe was like, first of all, my father was uneducated. Right. There was no way he he read that that contract, and also there was no way he wrote his signature like that because mm-hmm. it was like a it was a really well um, put together signature. That's forgery. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And but they had no way of proving that. Wow. So because the documents were signed so long ago, so there was no way to really prove that. Remember I forged my dad's signature on my report card. Bruh. He whooped my ass. Bruh. <laughs> I got in trouble for throwing erasers in the classroom once. Yeah. I thought I was slick. <laughs> so I wrote it. I'm I'm stupid. I'm an idiot. I wrote it in like a color pencil. And my mom's signature is like, she's not, <laughs> it's very unique, like the way she writes her, her, uh, yeah. her letters. Yeah. So I try to like mimic that, but it was trash. And I don't know why I did it in color pencil either. So I did that, and um, I forget I forget what happened. I tried to sneak it to the teacher. I tried to like turn in the paper without uh, without it actually getting signed, and she like threw it back at me. So I was like, "Dang, this is not gonna work." So I snatched the paper up. I took it home. I tried to figure out how to write my mom's signature. I think I looked on like some old report cards or something like that. Yeah. So I tried to write it. It didn't work out, and then I erased it. And I just held it in my backpack. And then my mom be going to work super early in the morning um, before we used to go to school. So on her way out, I was like, hey, mom, you got to sign this. And then she seen that. She she uh, she basically prefaced me for a whooping that would happen later on. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, that happened. Yeah. But yeah, but um, back to back to this. So. Um. So yeah, there's these three women. You know, they're going through the <clears throat> the history of their father, basically saying he's illiterate. He couldn't he couldn't do any of this stuff. So they 
found they eventually found a team of uh, people that would that would help them. And through a bunch of backwards channels, they were able to um, put some stuff together to file a lawsuit against Disney. And they they carried out the thing. Um, Disney kind of like put it off and they were like, you know, like, why are you like, why are you bothering us? I think. From my understanding, Disney didn't even understand, like, Disney didn't know the origins of the song. Yeah. So when they seen the first, like, the people contacting them at initially, they probably just dismissed it. Right. But um, eventually, like, the lawsuit uh, went through and actually had, you know, court court hearings and stuff like that. And they went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And then eventually someone told the sisters to settle. Oh. And, you know, that could go both ways. It could be like, yo, you settle and you'll get, you know, you'll get a little bit of something, but at least you'll like kind of win. There is like a halfway win, right. I guess. But then you could also settle to where it's like um, you settle too early mm-hmm. and you could have potentially gotten way be- like a way better deal. But you also don't know if you're going to win at all. You right. know, it could get to the end and you lose and then you're like, dang, we should have just settled. Mm-hmm. So they had that decision to make decision to make so eventually they settled and there was a lot of uh um unknowns because there was all kind of financial advisors there was lawyers that were supposed to get paid so a lot of the money was moving around and they didn't really know where the money was going so the documentary kind of follows this so there there was one battle with disney and the people that stole their father's music and then there's also a battle with the lawyers and the people that had their hands in the pot. So they were trying to figure out how much money they should have been getting. And they, you know, they, they weren't really getting any paperwork. So there was a lot going on with that too. And eventually they ended up from what the guy calculated. Um, it says right here, it says each daughter received about $250,000, um, over the course of like a decade. That's crumbs, man. Yeah. And it says, uh, it says, Milan's Rolling Stone piece in 2000 estimated that the lion sleeps tonight might have generated royalties of $15 million at the time from its multiple recording versions, film, theater, and TV uses. Although such figures are extremely difficult to document. So, oh my God. You think a song made $15 million um, from 2000 and they only received. Two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. That's crazy. And they, they, their father made their song in the fifties, and then the uh, the next version was made in like the sixties. So from the sixties all the way until two thousand nineteen, you know what I mean? They only received six figures. That's but, terrible. But the crazier thing is, the most disheartening thing is that their mo- their money stops. Uh, the money stopped last year. Yeah. So it was only like a handful of years, maybe like uh, I don't know when they won the case, but the the money conveniently stopped before the live action version of the Lion King came mm-hmm. out. Yeah, so yeah, because they would have dipped in that. Yeah, yeah, yep. So jeez, they know what they're doing. These companies, they, yeah, like, like we mentioned on another podcast, <laughs> like they have five year, ten year plans, mm-hmm. and everything that could possibly foil those plans, they know about that too. Yeah, so they're like, you know what? You know what? These you got some Africans tripping on us right now. Let's lay low a little bit. Let's keep Sam, let's keep Sim, uh, Simba in the jungle. Yeah, <laughs> it sucks, man. I to me, like, cause 
we always talk about owning your content and making mm-hmm. sure you're reading paperwork, making sure you're reading uh, contracts and just knowing what's going on when it comes to these deals. And it sucks as a creator. You have your, your father that created one of the most you know catchy and genius melodies ever created, something that's still used 50 plus years after his death. And people are st- essentially, they just stole it. You know what it's I mean? Fucked up. And you can't do anything about it because the paperwork isn't right. And also, you live in Africa where, you know, where stuff is just sleeps. not, yeah, <laughs> stuff is just not, like, it's not legitimate, I guess, as it is in, in America as far as, like, the, the the paperwork that goes into, you know, copywriting certain things and, you know, just having, like, even nowadays, if you have a, if you have a, you know, the files for your, 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 uh, intellectual property like you can have a battle mm-hmm. at least you know what i mean but and when back then in the 50s is like you it was know, nothing yeah man it sucks crazy can you imagine like the next 30 years disney make a movie and it'd be like and you are unforgettable you be like yeah that's french montana yeah yeah like, yeah sway lee wrote that yeah that's- yeah <laughs> <laughs> disney know what the fuck they doing man they've always known see a lot of these companies even back then were very forward thinking like they knew how to like, oh, they don't have these documents yet. They don't. I don't think they know about these documents. Yeah. And people who swindle you, people who swindle you are ahead of the game. Just like Ray Kroc from yeah. McDonald's. Like, yeah. eventually he found out through people who wanted to help him that he could, like, buy up all this property. Mm-hmm. Like, create his own little business model. Yeah. You know? Start doing real estate versus selling hamburgers. Mm-hmm. That's it's the sucks, biggest man. real estate company. It's the biggest real estate company. McDonald's, Yeah. yeah. Isn't McDonald's the biggest real estate company? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fucking crazy in the world. Yeah. That's nuts, man. I think, yeah, for, for this, I hope something good comes of this documentary. I hope maybe Beyonce or somebody catches a hold of it and they, I don't know, do, I don't know, just something to help. I just, I just hate this idea that someone, you're, you know, an idea that you have can generate um, so much money and you don't get any of it. So. Right, man. Yeah. Yeah, when I mentioned Ray Kroc right now, we talked about McDonald's. I was thinking about them nuggets. <laughs> McDonald's got some bomb nuggets, too. <laughs> the nuggets was a little bit better when I was a kid because they used to use dark meat. Yeah. They, they only use white meat now. Oh. Yeah, they try to say that, that McDonald's using the pink slime. That was a complete lie. <laughs> I, seen the, I seen the whole little Howard's. You ever seen those Howard's Made videos? Yeah. Yeah, they show exactly. It's, it's real chicken, man. It's not no pink slime. Yeah. So everybody keeps saying them nuggets is... Pink nuggets. It's not pink. Okay? Yeah. yeah, I mean it's yeah, it's not. It's not. Look, first of all, it's not like it's barely food. It, it's chicken and, and shit like that. But it's got like you know preservatives and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But I, you know what? Shit, McDonald's might have the best nuggets. Think so? They might. It's out of McDonald's. Wendy's nuggets now they ain't bad. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to rank Burger I think King's nuggets. I, I might like the 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 the. Uh... What do you call it? The cru- not the crud, the breading. The, yeah, the breading on Wendy's a little bit better. Really? I think so. Yeah, they cool. Yeah, because I mean, McDonald's is like Jack in the um, Box got Jack in the Box. Just the texture of the batter, I think. Got I, it. I, I just like the Wendy's better. I mean, Jack in the Box make they got a strong fight too. I had their nuggets before. Yeah, I was like, okay, Jack. All I right. think once they start selling them for a dollar fifty, the quality dropped. What Burger King? Yeah. Burger King is the devil, man. These motherfuckers are selling nuggets. They got weird deals. Like 15 nuggets for $1.49. 
Like you got you selling your it's soul, ten, Burger King. Ten of them. <laughs> ten of them. Whatever it is, that's too many goddamn nuggets for a dollar yeah. fifty, man. It's a loss leader. You know what that is? A what? A loss leader. What's that? It's like you're selling something and you know you're not necessarily making profits, but mm. you're also bringing people to the store, so they'll so they probably might. buy a drink or right. they'll probably buy another a burger or something. Right. Or they may buy so many that you actually make a little bit of profit. Yeah, but shit, we don't know how much it costs to make them nuggets. It might be twenty cent. That yeah, that doesn't change my statement though. True, true. Because yeah. you ain't making a win off something that small. Yeah, that's a weird price point. Yeah, dollar fifty. Mm-hmm. Shit, <laughs> that's low, man. They're like uh, that, when you get them nuggets and they already small, they'd be like, you know what? Let me get another thing of nuggets and let me get two mix. Uh, not mix because it's Burger King. Let me yeah. get a uh, what they got rodeo burgers. Them yeah, shit, them shits is good though. Hey, rodeo burgers is fire. <laughs> <laughs> that barbecue with them, yeah, the uh, onion, rings? onion rings. Oh yeah, man, fire. yeah. Back in the day, they used to have a rodeo uh, bacon cheeseburgers. Oh yeah. Now they just got rodeo. The, uh, <clears throat> the bur- they got cheese too, don't they? I don't even think the rodeo burgers is on the menu, but like I be asking for them all the time. They, they, I, I be. They used to them. be on it, and they was on it because of Toy Story back in the day. Mm. Toy Story was like this playing off the theme of Woody like yeah. from Toy Story, and they and they had a burger called the Rodeo Burger. This yeah. is way back when Toy Story first popped off, so they kept the Rodeo Burger on there for a long time, and I, they might still have it. I could be wrong. They, you can order it. I'm just saying, I don't know if it's on. the It's menu. on the menu because I'd be like, "Hey, can I get a Rodeo?" Bur-? Like I don't ever see it on the menu, but and I'd be like, say, "Hey, can okay. I get a Rodeo?" Yeah, yeah. Like, I remember man. one person said, "We don't serve them no more." And then I was like, "Ain't no way, bro! These mugs too fire." So yeah. I went back the next time, and they had it. Got ten nuggets for a dollar fifty and a rodeo burger. I just be testing. I be testing the like. I be kind of testing the waters when I go there sometimes. Yeah. Like, Let me get a rodeo burger. Let me uh, get my dicks up. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be sixty nine cent, please. And then they just say, "Like, pull up to the first one." <laughs> <laughs> Would you like that sloppy or dry? <laughs> Uh, no, nah, it'd be like pull up to the first window and speak to Laquanda, <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then man. somebody ruin it for you. They'd be like, "Hey, uh, I heard Laquanda work here." <laughs> like, oh, we don't do that anymore, <laughs> sir. <laughs> it would be an, it would be a homeless man that walk in there and just ask for Laquanda. He'd ruin it for everybody. He'd be like, "Oh my god, I'm sorry, sir. We don't do that here. <laughs> We're gonna call the police." <laughs> Oh, oh man. that's funny. All Shout right, man. Anything, anything else besides uh, a rodeo burgers and blowjobs? <laughs> uh, you mean as far as topics? That was the last one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, let me check my notes real yeah, quick. Yeah, man. Check your notes, dude. See if you got anything else you'd like to talk about, Keith. I know there's something, uh, something probably very, uh, very nerdy you'd like to elaborate on. <laughs> hey, you know what I found? What is one of the most sexy accessories for mm-hmm. women? is three things and it's it's just from just me uh-huh. i feel like braces are sexy yeah glasses are sexy and a nose ring is sexy yeah one time i seen a girl with all three i, I used to think like, that braces oh were sexy and then um i grew up and i was like <laughs> <laughs> oh man braces are still cute man <laughs> but the the little nose ring is sexy man yeah yes the nose rings is sexy when it's in because yeah. when that nose ring is out, it look like... A little hole? Yeah, that might look gross. It's like, dang. Especially girls be wearing makeup, too, and then they put the yeah. little... 
She got a little makeup cake inside the yeah. hole in her nose. You be hitting it from the back, giving her a little nose, <laughs> giving her the nose hole foreplay. Like, oh my God, play with that nose. Play with that nose. Heck no, it's nasty. Yeah, but uh, I wanted to uh, kind of mention that uh, we can just talk about it real quick. But the we're talking about the battle of uh, the streaming services. Oh like shit! Yeah, Disney's they're premiering their platform Disney Plus next month. I think like somewhere on the seventeenth or something like that. That's crazy. Um, but Netflix is like everyone's everyone's in this rush to make the latest and greatest content, and I feel like um, the the Netflix platform. It, a lot of people were curious, like, oh, what are they going to do? Because Disney is dropping theirs. And once Disney drop, it's going to shut down the whole world. And I think Netflix took that as a, they just kind of took on the challenge. And I, I could kind of appreciate that from a competitive right. standpoint. Because what, what Netflix did that not too many other people are doing, they're giving creators the creative license to create. You right. know, they're giving them, they're letting them, you know, curate their own content they're giving uh people like ava duvernay she just did the um this the little short series when they see us i think they said that that was the most streamed excuse me the most streamed show um on netflix for the past week or something like that so that's definitely a a step in the right direction for netflix to you know a place where people super creative people uh can go and, and put put out amazing content there and it's quality content too you know right. initially when netflix was doing their original stuff it was like i don't know about this like yeah. <laughs> just stick to my regular movies but yeah. now it's like oh this is competitive you know what i mean so and they're yeah. all, they're also breaking all kind of records with the with the you know they had the bird box movie which yes. shut down the world oh when it dropped goodness. and you know when they see us and Countless other um, shows that they're creating. I think <clears throat> one thing that they have to figure out is um, how they're going to engage people longer. Right. Because after you watch When They See Us, it's kind of over with. You binge watch that for a day and then it's over with. I think, um, I don't know who was talking about this, but I think one thing that they should start doing is start releasing projects over the course of uh, a few weeks. Like back right. to the old, you know, regular TV model, because that will will engage people longer. Imagine if we just release sixty five episodes or sixty four episodes of the podcast uh, on a day, and then you just have to run through it, and then people will be like, "Oh, this is cool," and then they just move on with their life. Oh, <laughs> versus like having to wait on something like every week, right? So yeah, I don't know. That's yeah. just because even um, they have some light like Chelsea Handler's her talk show. Uh-huh. They would release that every week, and it was on Netflix. Oh, I think they did it with the David Letterman. I could be wrong. Yeah, the David Letterman they did too. It too. They do it. Yeah. Oh, I thought they did it all the whole season. I think no, they do every week. Yeah, because the they did the. I know last year or the first season, it was like Barack Obama and Jay Z, right, and they did it like you know he consecutive got Kanye. weeks. This, this one he's gonna have Kanye on. Yeah, and I don't even know if it's every week. It might be even longer than that. But mm. yeah, Kanye West is on the new on the latest one, so. I think they're gonna have like Tina Fey this this uh, this season yeah. and a couple other people. Yeah, what's so dope is like they're dominating like the streaming. The whole streaming thing is taking over. Yeah, it's taking away. It's the, the, the it's like the shit you've seen on TV. They're taking it to their platform. Yeah, I wonder what like I wonder what they're gonna do next. Is like fucking Jay Leno gonna be on there next? 
you never know. Yeah. Oh yeah. my goodness. Endless possibilities. Right. The only problem they're having is that they don't make money, but mm. or they're not profitable. But yeah. For us, it doesn't matter because we're just watching stuff. Right, y'all got to figure that out. Yeah. <laughs> figure out how you gonna make some money. Yeah, figure out how you gonna make money off them nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but Netflix has really grown because it used to be used. Like I used to use Netflix just to get some pussy. Like I mentioned, <laughs> I mentioned that earlier. Like I would, you know, invite a girl over. We would just chill and watch it. And like what we would be watching would be so dry that you know, you know, eventually it would lead to sex. And that's where yeah. the whole term Netflix and chill came from because yeah. Netflix wasn't all that great when it first started. Yeah. And uh, now you cannot use Netflix, really Netflix if you try because it's so much interesting stuff on there. And a girl will watch the whole She'll show. She'll watch the whole thing. You'll be like, sitting man, there. I'm trying to stick my finger in something. You'll have, you have a super erection and then she'll <laughs> be like, oh my God, don't go in that room. You'll be like... You know how people get into the movie and start talking to the character? She go up and get, use the bathroom. You like skip forward a little bit. Like, what happened? What happened? To- <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's funny. Dang. She'd be like, well, dang, it was a good movie, but I'm going to go home now. Like, Damn. You'd be mad. You close like- the door with your erection. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have slammed the door with erection, not even with a hand. Door closed. <laughs> then you lock. Then you lock the door with your erection. <laughs> oh man! You be what? watching the movie with the girl you ain't getting no play you like god damn it tom hanks why you gotta be so good man fuck you mad at tom for acting so good you mad funny. at tom <laughs> you turn off the netflix movie with your erection <laughs> oh dang oh bro that's comedy <laughs> Yeah, the, the times have changed, man. You can't really, you can't really. Uh, I remember I told that story when you was buying them terrible uh, red box movies. Yeah, <laughs> yep, I buy a terrible red box movie. I buy like Sharknado or something incredibly uninteresting. Oh yep, man, I, I was confused. I was yeah. like, bro, this is like you got Avengers is out. This movie is Look, out. You know, the movie is not interesting. Like. Women always have this thing because my thing is I'm just chilling. Yeah, I don't ever make a first move on women ever. Yeah, but what women do when they want you to hit it, like you'll be sitting there chilling watching this boring garbage ass movie, and then like they kind of like shift their booty and like put it on you a little bit, <laughs> and then like you kind of act like you didn't feel that, and then they like put it on you more. <laughs> like all right, this movie's about to get turned. <laughs> Let me turn this movie off with my erection. <laughs> <laughs> Turn her on with my erection. <laughs> <laughs> oh damn! Yeah, I think we, I think yeah. we're good, man. I think we, think we, uh, think we scratched the surface there. Well, you know what, folks? We definitely appreciate all of you who have made it to the end of this podcast on episode sixty-four. Correct? Yes. All right. Well, 
Once again, thank you for listening to, to a Trucker's Mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, K-E.